0: Welcome to Veterans Vigil. We are here on Thursday, July 19th, 2018. Thursday, almost Friday, y'all. Almost there. Almost there. Well, except for those of you who may have duty this weekend, those of you deployed. On that note, for all y'all deployed, no matter where you are, sandbox, jungles, uh, somewhere even nice, God bless you all. Be safe in whatever it is you're doing and make sure you come home to us and your family. All right. So a couple of things to talk about in Veterans Vigil before uh, we get down to it. I uh, want to tell everyone that we are up on Facebook. You can go to at Veterans Vigil, that's at sign, V-E-T-E-R-A-N-S, V-I-G-I-L, and you'll find us on Facebook. Go ahead, like us, and uh, you know, become more, more a part of the family. We're also on SoundCloud, and on the Facebook page, you can find the link, links to our SoundCloud account. And here are all these wonderful podcasts. Okay, excuse me. Other thing is, always want to talk about this and throw it out there. If you're hurting, you're struggling, you need someone to talk to, we have the Veterans Crisis Line, okay? This is not Veterans Vigil, and this is uh, paid for by the U.S. federal government. It's uh, the Veterans Crisis Hotline. It's 800-273-8255. Again, that's 800-273-8255. Press 1, and it will get you to a counselor, or you can text. If you don't want to talk to someone, 838 Two five five. that's text 838255 the last way you can speak to them is go uh, log on to the website it's uh, veteranscrisisline.net again that's veteranscrisisline.net in the top right they have a uh, confidential chat option if you would want to type it away and and talk to someone but bottom line is don't be alone out there know you have God in your life God cares and loves for you wants you to be here you have family, you have friends, you have battle buddies, and you have someone to talk to, okay? So don't give up. Hang in there. All right. So what are we going to talk about today? Well, let's start with the Veterans Vigil and start with the scripture. Okay. Matthew chapter 16, verse 24. Then Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone wishes to come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Okay. The title of today's podcast is The Ruck and the Cross. The Ruck and the Cross. So all my infantry folks out there who've uh, carried a rucksack for a life, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, For those who may not know, don't want to insult anyone's intelligence, let's define what a rucksack is. A rucksack is a very big pack pack, backpack that we put a lot of stuff into and carry for a long period of time. If you want to know what it feels like, go ahead and go get your school bag or something. Put a 45-pound plate in that baby and go walk, uh, well, I don't know, 5, 10 miles and see how you feel after that. All right, It's heavy. It's quite a burden, but it's a reality in the life of uh, the infantry or special operations or jobs where you just have to carry stuff because you can't fly or drive there. So having grown up uh, eight years in the Marine Corps infantry and then the rest of my years in Army Special Forces, I'm very familiar with my rucksack. I've, I've lived a great deal of my adult life out of this rucksack. What goes in it? Well. Pretty much for your life, everything. Basics, you get your food and your water and your ammunition. Uh, If you're with a mortar section or a machine gun section, you're going to (laughs) have your mortar tubes, base plates, the bipods, you're going to have the tripods and the T.N.E.s for the machine guns, lots of extra ammo, maybe missiles for the Carl Gustav. Uh, What else are you going to have? You're going to have, hopefully, uh, a change of socks, maybe uh, some skivvies. Uh, some wet weather gear if you're in that environment or something to keep you in the shade. Um, Don't forget the emery spoon. You always need that emery spoon. All right, But there's not a lot of creature comforts. Not a lot of room for bringing anything out there that you don't need. But boy, I tell you, when you you cinch up those those straps in that rucksack and you put it on, you feel like you have everything, including the kitchen sink. So why do I talk about this and say the ruck and the cross? Because at times, many times, carrying that uh, rucksack can be burden, burdensome It's kind of heavy You want to take a knee a lot And rest your feet And get it off your shoulders Boy, I tell you Get that rucksack off your shoulders It feels amazing So why am I comparing that to carrying a cross? <laughs> Again, in Matthew, uh, Matthew 16, verse 24 But whoever loses his life for my eyes of West, He must deny himself And take up his cross and follow me All right What's it like being a Christian in the military? Is it easy? Some say yes, some say no. You can say no it's not easy because of some of the things we're exposed to that maybe you won't see and let's just say the if you were just to, you know, go to school and, and get a job at, you know, a, a company and et cetera, et cetera. You know, we find ourselves in countries where there are many temptations from the from the booze and to um, you know, have, being able to experience the debauchery that whatever this country, you know, allows you to. Uh, sometimes we see things or are exposed to things that uh, we just wouldn't see in our regular life back here in America. So we have to be tough as a Christian. We have, we have to pull ourselves up by our bootstraps, as they say, to not let this temptation, not let these sins get to us. But in another sense, I think it's easy being a Christian in the military. All right. Um, in my in the number two podcast, just the last one, talked about, you know, You hear that old saying, there's no such thing as an atheist in a foxhole. Or as Marine Corps would say, no such thing as an atheist in a fighting position. So when you're faced with some of the things that we're faced with, especially when you go to war or when you're going through some very difficult times, maybe in training or you're just faced with difficult personal issues while you have to be a soldier or sailor, airman or marine, it's sometimes easier to find that faith because you're down, you're on your back and you only have one place to look up. I'm going to say that repeatedly. When you're down on your back, you only have one place to look up. That's almost a good thing about getting knocked down and having to go through trials and tribulations because all, the only place you can do is look up. Can't quit. Can't lay in your belly. Can't quit. Let me talk about what it's like to be alone out there. Uh, when you go to the Army Special Forces selection and assessment for uh, the Army SF, a, lot, a big part of that is being out in the uh, woods or at Camp McCall, having to walk around with a big rucksack in your back by yourself. You can't use the roads, You can't use the trails. You have to be at least 50 meters away from another candidate. You can't talk to anyone out there except the instructors or the cadre. And you're out there with a map and a compass in the middle of the night, walking face first into spider webs, screaming like a little girl. Yes, it happens. It's kind of scary out there. And you feel very alone at times and you feel very frustrated. But Let's look at Isaiah chapter 41, verse 10. Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not anxiously look about you, for I am your God. I will strengthen you, surely I will help you. Surely I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. So if you find yourself in the military, you find yourself feeling alone, maybe you are the only person that is exhibiting and living a Christian life. Maybe the the platoon mates around you or the, the folks you're working with, or maybe you're by yourself and you're in a country that isn't a Christian country working with the folks, Who subscribe to a different religion and act completely different and a lot of it may go against our christian foundation but we have to work with these folks in isaiah chapter 41 verse 10 right there god says you know we're not alone do not fear i am with you do not fear for i am with you okay so we have our faith we have our allegiance to god we also have the blessings That he gives us every day by our military service. So just think about that for a minute. Is it tough to be a Christian in the military? Boy, I tell you, I've seen sunsets and sunrises in places in the middle of the Indian Ocean, in the deserts in the Middle East. I've been in the jungles in, you know, South America and just seen and experienced things I never would have experienced. And God put me there. God gave me that blessing to see and experience those things. So if you just think about that for a second and you think about and you cherish the things that you're given on a daily basis, you're given life, you're given the ability to to serve your country, we'll talk about that in a second, too. You see it all around you. You see it all around you. If you've been on uh, a a Navy ship like I was a couple of deployments when I was in the Marine Corps, and I was talking about just sailing through the Indian Ocean and a nice, calm sea state when you can go on the flight deck and you can watch the sunrise or watch the sunset, and you're in the middle of this vast ocean, you can't see shore. You're in the middle, you know a large body of water, and it's peaceful, and you sit there, and you think, and you read your scriptures, and you, you just come to one place every single time. Thankful to be able to see that. Thankful for that day. Thankful for everything that, that God has given us. So in that sense, I think it's easy to be a Christian in the military, because you are exposed to so many wonderful things. What about your teammates? What about your platoon mates? What about the guys and girls that you work with? I found I, I've worked with some of the most amazing people in this world, in the military, in the United States military. Most amazing people with skills and things that I can never imagine to do. One of the most respected MOS's I have is for a Army Special Forces medic or an 18 Delta. I've seen them work on real people in real situations and real trauma, and they are the calmest, cool, and collected people that I've ever seen under pressure. They have a human being's life right there in their hands, that they're responsible for, and just come, like I'm talking to you right now. Hey, how's it going? Yeah, okay. I need those trauma shears. Yeah, I need this, and and just it's so impressive, and how but how fast they have to work under under that pressure. So I, I've I've been blessed to work with people like that. My old medic, Mike. Uh, God bless him. Retired now, li- living the good life, and uh, I've seen him work on folks, friendly and 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 enemy. And just a blessing to know and see those people work. And think about the uh experiences you've had, just the specific experiences. Some of them hysterical. Some of them hysterical. I don't remember in the last podcast when I talked about, you know, going with uh my uh, Afghan partners and I fell down a wadi or a little little gully and I butt stroked my fate, myself in the face with my own rifle. <laughs> I mean I tell I'd tell that story in more detail, but I mean <laughs> stuff happens stuff happens or the guy that was on my team was our very first uh deployment to afghanistan and we did a mission task organization and um uh, my my buddy who i had gone through the q course with we were both new guys to the team and you're always trying to impress everyone and they did the mission task organization who was going to be where etc and we were going in uh, low profile on uh, civilian vehicles and they were manual transmissions or a stick and rick was tasked with driving well, Rook, after the mission brief comes to me, and says, uh, "Hey, Pat, uh, I, I can't drive." I go, what don't you, you can't drive? What's wrong?" And he says, uh, "I don't know how to drive a stick." <laughs> I look, at I'm like, "You're a grown man. You can't drive a manual transmission? Yeah, what, what are we gonna do?" I go, "Well, we gotta tell him. Well, we, we can't tell him. Well, you can't drive into combat if you can't drive stick, bro." So the next day we go to the mission. We work it out. Someone else drove, and it was all good. The next day, the guy, because you know we had to tell the guys. And the next day, they got one of the, the civilian vehicles all decked out. They put the uh, orange air panels on the, on the driver and passenger doors, and they put a big sign using an Emery uh, old cardboard box on top. It said student driver. And there he was going through uh, student, student, student driver training in Afghanistan, uh, trying to learn how to drive manual transmission. So silly things like that. Those are blessings right there. I'll remember that for the rest of my life. It happened 15, 15 14 years ago, something like that. Never forget that. Never, ever forget it. So going back full circle, coming back full circle, God asks us to take, take up our, our cross, whatever that may be, and carry it like that rucksack. It doesn't matter where we are in the military. There's no excuse anywhere to let our morals, let our spiritual life slip and to be tempted and fall into that. But again, I think with that faith and because of the, if you look to your left and right and look in front of you, behind you and see who's there with you, where you are, and the places you get to go and the training you get, whether you do four years or 40 years, you're gonna leave the military with phenomenal experiences that you can take into the civilian job market and you will be well ahead of your peers. As the owner of my own company, obviously my company is a lot about shooting a tactic. So the, the guys and girls I bring on have to have that background. So by default, I'm looking at veterans already. But in the corporate world, even if you're just gonna go into corporate type jobs, they look to the military because of our experience. We know how to follow and we also know how to lead. Two massive things that you'll have ahead of your peers, and those are all blessings, thanks to God. So, in summary, the rucksack and the cross. Can you carry the cross? We'll serve in the military? Absolutely. And you find your faith and you find your fellowship with other Christians, people who are living the Christian life, because the temptations will be there just like anywhere else in life, okay? Military isn't any different. Yeah, sure, there may be some things and places you may go where you won't, you know, see those things here in America, but by and large, the temptations are the same in the military as they are here in the, in the regular world, out of the military. So find your fellowship with your brothers and sisters, and then you find yourself living a much more enriched life, a blessed life, and you'll find people naturally gravitating towards you and wanting to be close to you because of your faith. So the ruck on the cross, carry it, carry it with pride, and I mean that cross. <laughs> and just like they told us in Selection, we had three rules, uh don't be late, don't be light, and never quit. And don't be late, it's obvious we had times we had to make. Don't be light, our rucksack always had to be a certain weight, uh less our water and chow. And um never quit. Never quit. Never ever quit. Jesus knew what was gonna happen, and he carried his cross and he never quit. And he rose from the dead three days later to fulfill the scriptures and died on that cross for our eternal salvation. If he could do that, if he can endure that pain, if he could deal with the betrayal that he dealt with, wearing that crown of thorns, carrying that cross, being beaten, being stabbed, what can we do? What can we do to carry our cross? It doesn't have to be a burden like a rucksack though. You should actually carry it with pride, you should carry it with zeal, and you should carry it with motivation. You don't have to walk around town holding your scriptures, holding your Bible in your hand, beating it and yelling. If you want to, then so be it. But you find your way. This is why I'm doing Veterans Vigil. This is why I'm trying to reach out to people in the world because my megaphone is this Internet right now. And and we are all brothers and sisters in Christ, and we are all brothers and sisters who served in the military or still do serve in the military. Okay? This is my cross right here, and I carry it with pride, and I carry it with a zeal to reach out and touch people. You do the same. You can do it. All right. God bless you all. We'll wrap this up. Uh, reminder, if you're hurting, you need someone to talk to, Veterans Crisis Line, 800-273-8255. Again, that's 800-273-8255. A couple uh, podcasts coming up here in the next couple of days. I'm going to be interviewing a, uh, a soldier. Um, she worked in uh, mortuary affairs. You know, I know we think about our folks out there, and you know, you think about the infantry kids out there fighting on the front lines in Iraq or Syria or Afghanistan. You think about your steely-eyed Green Berets, et cetera. Yeah, it's okay, even Navy SEALs. You think about all those folks, you know, who go to war and see the actual conflict like bullets flying both ways, the two-way range, we call it. But we don't think about the folks in other positions who are suffering who may see things that some of us, frankly, who were frontline troops never saw or want to see. Think about what the folks in Mortuary Affairs, they're, they're processing our, our brave service men and women who are not coming home vertical. Think about our chaplains out there who have to give those people their final blessing before they get sent back home in a, in a muddle box with a flag on it. But then the chaplain comes home, and while I go and leave and I get to go decompress and try to figure things out, chaplain's still on duty, he's dealing with people in failing marriages, people who are thinking about suicide or did commit suicide. Chaplain's job's never over, so. Those are the couple folks I'm going to interview here in the next couple of days. I made a good time. Some people I'm very close to, I call Christian brothers and sisters. And um, we'll talk about and just give a different insight to what people see in the military. God bless you all. Love you. We'll see you soon.